0: Hello, hello, and welcome to the Finding the Unicorn in You podcast. What a beautiful day to inspire lives. My name is Jaime Cabrera-Ragoza, your host, and I am so excited to have you here. Let's get ready to meet some fantastic unicorns and learn how to unleash the inner unicorn in you. Let's get started. Hello, hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Finding the Unicorn in You. My name is Jaime Ragoza, and it's been a crazy few weeks. For those that know me i schedule edit record all of my podcasts on my own it got a little overwhelming as i was finishing up my doctorate degree i actually was able to finish and pass my dissertation defense i am officially a doctor my name is now dr jaime gabriel regoza it was very overwhelming i did cry quite a bit it just feels like an immense pressure off my shoulders and an amazing accomplishment that i honestly There was times that I really didn't think I was going to pass. I didn't think I was going to make it. I wanted to give up several times. If it wasn't for my family, friends, and y'all that keep inspiring me every single day, I don't know if I would have made it. But I am very thankful to say that I finally did it. It was such an intense journey, but I'm glad that I went through it. I've learned so much about myself, the things that I can do. I'm glad that I was able to not only have the privilege of conducting my own research, But hopefully I can utilize that research to help several other people in the future. Today's episode is going to be a little bit different. I'm not interviewing anybody today. I'm going to start introducing some solo episodes. I know that you haven't really got to know me very much other than through me interviewing other people. I would really like to share my knowledge and my tips with y'all so that you can really tap into that inner unicorn and find that potential that is inside of a lot of us when we start reaching the age of 30 we start going through this am i good enough what am i doing with my life what's my purpose it can get tough sometimes very overwhelming especially when you feel like nobody else gets you and nobody else can get you out of your head to be able to accomplish whatever you want to accomplish it's hard when you don't even know where your own destination i know that i struggled with that when i was younger And honestly, when I hit 25, I started having my quarter-life crisis. It was very overwhelming because I didn't know what I wanted to do. I didn't know what my passion was, what my purpose was, what it was I put in this world to do. I truly believe that every single person in this world was placed here for a purpose. You are meant to do something great, but some of us get get lost on the way. That's why I opened up my business, Regals of Consulting, to be able to help people get to that point, be able to untangle and unstuck them from the inside of their mind and really help them pursue the passion that they have, helping them through self-discovery group and individual coaching, collaborative groups, and bringing joy back into your life with some laughter yoga. There's several different techniques and things that, you, that one can do to be able to really tap that inner self and go through that self-discovery journey. I really challenge you to come with me during these solo episodes and continue watching episodes with my guests and really find the skills and the talents that each individual comes and even the advice that I give you to be able to help you through your journey. I'm gonna start adding more of this type of narrative into this podcast, more of my personal journey and how I got to where I am now. I've gone through a pretty challenging journey myself. Not many people know this, but English was actually my second language. I grew up speaking only Spanish at home. It wasn't until I turned eight years old that I found myself compelled to truly learn English. And it wasn't because I wanted to, but it was because I was really falling behind in school. And my mother insisted that I make it a priority to master English so that I wouldn't be held back a grade. I still recall my third grade teacher having a conversation with my mom. She said that I've tried different techniques and I tried different things with him, but he's just slow. That was the first time in my life that I really felt like, wow, I might be slow. I might be mentally delayed. I didn't know those terminologies back then, nor that it is okay if you are, but it really made it feel bad because I didn't feel like the teacher was really saying it to help me or my mother. It was more so to suppress me. A lot of the things that we're saying is that, oh, it's because he's bilingual. He's not going to be able to master the English language because you stunted him since you taught him Spanish first. And there's multiple studies that have come out now that show that people who are bilingual actually perform better than those individuals who are monolingual. I really want to throw away that stereotype because it's really a misconception. Going back to my story, after a few months of being mentored by my mom learning English herself and practicing with my peers and family members, I was able to pass out of the ESL program, which is the or English as a second language program. And I was able to go back into normal classes. However, I still had that concept of me being slow and I married it and I made it my personnel. I was having such a hard time focusing in school, paying attention. And part of me was, it's because I'm slow. It's because I'm not met for school. It's It was that constant narrative and the teacher parent conferences that occurred. It was the same thing, one thing after another. Your song is just Inadequate. He's not going to amount to anything. And even my parents were, okay, maybe he's just not going to be good at school. And my dad would have a talk with me and saying, if it doesn't work out, you could always come and work with the family carpentry business, which just (laughs) really made it even worse (laughs) because my parents were giving up on me. It was very overwhelming. I was getting D's and F's and sometimes A's and B's, but it just really, really varied all the way through elementary. And it wasn't until middle school where I had a friend that really pivoted my life. My friend wanted to join band and she was like persistent on having me join with her because she didn't want to do it alone. I didn't want to do it, but she peer pressured me and I ended up going in there. They made me pick an instrument and I thought out of all these complicated ones, the clarinet, why not? It seems like the easiest one. Uh, Was I wrong? That little piece of tool was a piece of work, to be honest, that was one of the most challenging skills I've ever learned in my life. And it's if, for those of you that don't know what a clarinet is, it's a long piece of plastic that has a bunch of holes in the rod with a bell shaped end to let the, like the air out and at the top, it has this bird like beak that you screw on. And to actually make noise, you have to attack a reed to it, which is like a thin piece of wood. Don't even get me started. How many times I got splinters all over my lips, because if you didn't buy good quality reeds, that, excuse my language, but that shit would break. And then it would just stab your lips. It was horrendous. But anyways, I digress. <laughs> I go into band and I start learning this clarinet thing. And I actually started to enjoy it a little bit. And I noticed that I was picking it up pretty fast. The music teacher actually also noticed. She would consistently come hover over me and would give me a lot of advice. She put a lot of special attention to me. It was different because I've never had someone focus on me and what I was doing. I was always getting scolded for being too loud or distracting everybody else or for just being the bad child. This was the first time that someone really started acknowledging and appreciating my talent and what I had to offer. It got to the point where my music teacher went and talked to my mom and told her that if I continued to practice, that she saw that I had the potential to... to be like the best in class. She was convinced. She told my mom I should probably enter private lessons. And she pretty much guided us to different places that we can go, but it was very expensive. And being a first-generation Hispanic, we just didn't have money for that type of thing. My mom talked to her and said, we probably can't afford that. The teacher said, I have so much faith in him, I'll teach him at a discounted price. It brought me a lot of joy to find out that I actually had some worth. From that point on, I started excelling in music and sure enough, she was right. I became first chair in band. I started playing a lot of solos and started getting all of the attention from all of the other people in band saying, wow, you're so good. You're so talented. My grades started improving too, because I. had this surge of confidence that leaked into other areas of my life, I started to really feel that I was good enough, that I did have talent, and that I wasn't slow. Because if I were slow, then I would be slow in everything. It really challenged the preconceptions that were instilled in me from that one teacher long ago. And it wasn't until this my middle school said, hey, we're going to have a school-wide talent show, and this is like a big thing, Everybody applies. You win $250 if you win. And back then, it's still good money. But back then, that was worth a lot more than it was today. Everybody was super excited. Then I said, I want to play the clarinet. Why not? I pick a piece that was not like a classical music, like the original hot crust buns or the things that you usually see people play with the clarinet or that type of instrument. I picked You'll Be In My Heart by Phil Collins and from the iconic movie Tarzan, which was pretty still newish back then, and, oh wow, It I took hours and hours practicing to master that piece and memorize it because I didn't want to have the sheet music block me from the audience. I remember I go up on stage, And it was like this big thing they did in the outside field and there was chairs. It seemed like a little mini Coachella. I go up on stage and I was really nervous. I just remember taking a deep breath, closing my eyes, and I started playing. I had so much passion coming out of me. I started even crying because of how emotional I got playing that. I was really putting my heart and soul into it. A lot of people were in awe to the point where I started hearing in unison, people were actually singing the lyrics as I was playing the song. Everybody was so captivated. I opened my eyes and I saw teachers just staring at me. Everybody was full on paying attention where other performances, they were rowdy. It was like dead silent. People were just listening to me play. I was so excited and I ended up finishing the song. People all stood up and started clapping. And that's where people started calling me the clarinet boy. And it was the whole thing. and There was two talent shows that happened per year. So you had the opportunity of winning $500 at the end of the year. If I didn't mention it already, I actually won first place. So the second one that was later that year, I decided to do Titanic because it was so popular back then. And a lot of people knew that song. And oh, wow, that one was so emotional. I cried throughout the whole song as I was playing. And people in the audience were also crying. My mom actually came to watch me. She recorded it. She was crying. Teachers were crying. And I got goosebumps when I look up. People were with their flip phones back then, and they were just waving it back and forth. It was just like this so romanticized, very high school, like musical type of like thing where it was just like, that doesn't happen in real life. I'm that guy. Like I was giving major main character energy. And it was wow, I was (laughs) I'm getting chills just like thinking about it because it was such a huge moment in my life where I just had so much confidence in myself and so much pride in myself for being me and knowing that I was able to play something so beautiful like that. Just to fast forward and cut the story short, I won first place every single time, four times in a row. So I ended up getting like $1,000 from that school. Who knows what I did with that money at that age? But they said I was that little child prodigy that was going to do really well. My teacher was very passionate that I should compete and I should go for to get my MFA and really study that and perform professionally. I was all in it. I was like, yes, let's do it. This is my passion. I'm going to do this as a job. Like, why not? At this point, I go into high school, and that's where my life changed again. The new band director brought me up to his office and said, hey, I need you to sit down. I know that you have this letter of recommendation. I know that you have immense amount of talent. However, you need to learn something. doesn't matter how much talent you have how well you're known, it doesn't matter what you accomplish. In life, you're going to sometimes be put in situations where none of that's going to matter. So the faster you learn this, the better you're going to be. He said, I'm not going to put you anywhere above last chair because you're a freshman. And it's not fair for me to put you ahead of upper seniors who have been here four years and they need to have their time to shine. So you're going to be put last chair. You're not going to be giving any solos. You're not going to be giving any special treatment. And I don't care if you want to challenge other people to be able to move up into your position. You're not going to have that. You're not going to be given that choice. I was just so heartbroken because I had been working so hard. It just really broke my heart that someone was not even going to give me the chance to be able to show myself and my abilities and what I was able to do, I said, you know what, fine. I'm just gonna stick it through. I still had my private teacher and I just kept going. Even though I couldn't move up in band, I talked to my private teacher and she encouraged me to apply to be in other bands outside of high school. And sure enough, I got into the Rose Parade, which for those that don't know, it is a highly competitive. Thousands of students from all over the state go and try to compete to get a spot in the Rose Parade and i got it on my first try i talked to my band teacher and i told him like hey i'm so proud of it and he's okay what do you want me to do with that good for you and he was just so discouraging like he did not care that i was doing well nor he cared for my well-being and he just kept dismissing me every single time after being put down for two years i gave up i quit my private lessons i quit band and i started doing bad in school again and if it wasn't for my high school friends and my family and some amazing teachers that I had in high school, I don't think I would have graduated. Because of their constant reassurance and support, I was able to graduate with a 4.25 GPA from high school with honors. I graduated with my bachelor's degree. I graduated with my master's degree. And now I just graduated with my doctorate degree. I surpassed expectations of people that mentors that they shouldn't have been my mentor to begin with. Those individuals were pushing their conceptions of what life was and their disappointments and trying to make it my reality. The lesson through this story is don't put yourself in a situation where you are being thrown negative things about yourself and being brought down to a level where you are living somebody else's reality. You have to be able to believe in yourself and really do that self-reflection are the people around me supporting me are they being my biggest fan and are they truly helping me to achieve my goal sometimes the reasons we feel stuck and the reasons that we feel inadequate in life is not due to what we think about ourselves it's what we have grown to believe about ourselves based on what other people believe of us even the most healthiest plant is going to die in salted soil. And people are going to throw salt at you and they're going to throw negativity in you to push you down to a level where you won't be able to succeed. For those that aren't familiar with the crab effect, there is this phenomenon in nature Where if you put several crabs into a bucket, when one crab tries to escape, other crabs actually pull it back down. Fishermen don't even need to put a lid on the bucket because crabs will naturally bring everybody else down to their level and not allow anybody to escape. This phenomenon occurs with humans as well. Some people, the reality is failure. And that's what they feel life is. They try to convince you their reality and their notions of how life is. Whenever you try to escape, they'll bring you back down. They'll say, you're not worth it. Why are you doing that? you are trying to second guess you. And every time that you're trying to reach your purpose or your goal or your what life dream, they will bring you down. Do that self-reflection and ask yourself, are these ideas that I have in my head mine? Or is there somebody else that's whispering in my ear and telling me that I'm not good enough? I can tell you right now, you are good enough. I really hope that you do that self-audit to discover your worth and discover whether you are in a right environment and surrounded by right people that are going to help you because you are worth it. You are worth the investment and you are worth the effort. And honestly, just because it seems difficult and it seems impossible for someone else doesn't mean that it is for you. Live your own truth. Live your own reality. And with that, I will end this episode. Thank you so much for listening and tuning into the podcast. I really do enjoy making this type of content. And if you haven't done so already, feel free to leave me a five star review so that this type of content can get pushed out to several other people and help different people along their unicorn journey. And if you haven't done so as well, hit the subscribe button so that you don't miss any bonus episodes such as this one or any regular episodes that come out every week. They do come out every week at at Friday at 7 a.m. They will continue to come out at that time from now on. Now that I finished my dissertation, I should be back on track with making these episodes on time. So if if you have any questions or if you want to leave me a comment, feel free to hit me up at my social media. I'm pretty much omnipresent at every single social media platform at Raygosa underscore consult. And also you can just email me at info at Raygosa-consulting.com. So Until next time, my lovelies, and I hope you have a fantastic day.